Hello, hello, everybody. We are in season three, in case you are not aware and you're jumping in brand new. Welcome to Time Out with Gladys and Ula. And today, Ula has got something so juicy that it, when I, she, you gave me a little dose of what was in store for today, Ula, I had so many reactions and I'm being very mindful that my, that it was reaction, not response. And they were all on an emotional level and a brain level. And I'm like, you know what? Let me just save this for our session today so we can unpack everything together because this episode, I am not your emotional support animal, is a very, very rich one around how it is that we go about showing support for others and then also receiving the right kind of support for ourselves when we have been so conditioned to look outside of us for that support. So I am not an emotional support animal, Ula. What does that mean to you? Well, let's use as an example a death experience. Your friend is going through some some loss in the uh, sense that somebody close to them is dying. What is your first response when somebody tells me that so-and-so is either dying or just died? What's your first response? If this is somebody really close to you. Yeah. So in the past, there has been a, almost a heaviness around it. There's sorrow in my Mm -hmm. heart. Uh, The words that usually come out that I've heard so many people say is I'm so sorry, but being who I am, I haven't written a book called the good goodbye. uh, I see that these are actually beautiful moments of transition where there's opportunity for celebration So what I end up doing is really holding a lot of space for the the emotional experience that person is having and being able to empathize with that emotional experience, but also really leave room around them to step into seeing the magic, the opportunities, the blessings, the miracles, the release, the forgiveness, gratitude, all that other stuff. I love that you brought up the word empathize because that is like, that is a big break in my brain. And the funny thing is that you, the way you describe the word empathize to you, leaving space and all that, I use the word sympathize mm-hmm. for that. To me, when we hear people losing their loved ones or um, any other type of death experience, we tend to empathize in a sense that we get into the same mind space, same energy. To me, empathize means that you are sucked into that same negative, heavy sorrow and loss space. Mm. And you are in that energetically, emotionally in that space you can't hold space for anyone. So I like to use word sympathize, which you is exactly the opposite word. So you like to use the word sympathize, which for you, the distinction is that you're not getting emotionally sucked into it, which for you means empathy. So this is really fascinating because... (laughs) 
is in, in the world of psychology, empathy is a higher vibrational state. It is a, 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 a more emotionally developed way of responding to somebody else. Whereas sympathy is like the feeling sorry for somebody, but not fully being able to hold space for them in the sense that you can appreciate and understand that other person's experience. So for everybody listening and, and this, I don't want to get caught up in semantics because I think the essence Mm -hmm. of really what's important here isn't, is it empathy? Is it sympathy? What's important is that if you find yourself taking on that emotional experience that somebody is is having so a friend that might be going through a loss and you take on that grief or that pain or that sorrow as if it was your own and then your energy now is an energy of sorrow and grief and pain that cannot be supportive to the other person mm-hmm. right is that did i get that Exactly. And I, I love that we are using two different words, because like you said, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter what you say, like, what is the exact word you, I can, let's use a pig and a cat. It's either a pig or cat. It doesn't matter if, as long as you are aware of how you are reacting energetically to something and how you can support someone. Because when you're in, like you said, when you are in that sorrow space, you cannot possibly support someone and i love using jesus as an example for here because to a lot of people jesus was like the greatest healer why was he the greatest healer because he knew he knew your well-being he knew your eternal being and he was able to hold you in that space in that healing space rather than Going in and being like, oh no, yes, this is terrible. This is tragic. Totally, totally. Uh, and you know, we I think we've got so many, so many angles that we can really look at this um, through. So we're going to focus today on you know how how this looks like and how you can start to be a little bit more finessed in your own self awareness mm-hmm. as somebody that is experiencing somebody else going through a painful moment. So you're that support person for them versus you experiencing something difficult yourself and how you invite in or uh, allow support so that you can better navigate these, these difficult times. So one thing, Ula, that I wanted to, to bring up is when it comes to emotions, the the thing that we don't get taught or that we recognize is that our emotions carry an, emo, uh, an energetic charge. And that energetic charge is like a magnet. It's, it's putting out a certain vibration that then will magnetize a certain vibration back that is a match 
to that charge. Mm-hmm. Now, Ula and I have talked a lot over over the podcast about how to move into a higher energetic space that really allows for expansion and ease and more of that effortlessness in your life. But that doesn't detract from the reality that there will be loss in your life. There will be hardship. There will be surprising moments of, you know, shit hitting the fan. And in those moments, we've consistently said how important it is to honor whatever experience you are having as it is. Do not try to mask it. Don't try to be a bliss bunny and pretend that everything is light and love and happy, happy all the time. And I feel nothing except light, light, happy, happy all the time. That's not the goal. The goal is to be so aware of your emotional experience that as you're having it, you are tuned into it. You understand it. You make room for it. You allow it. And you also are developed enough in your own awareness of your state of being that as you get into moments where things feel very hard, very sticky, very uncertain, confusing, angering, all all these emotions that we tend to label on one end of the spectrum, when that hardship is there, what do you do next? Okay. And, and I think this is where, you know, the beauty of, of the title of this episode, I am not an emotional support animal, is a lot of times we look outside of ourselves mm-hmm. for something, someone mm-hmm. to fix our problem, to take away the pain. Whether it's your partner, whether it's a friend, whether it is an emotional support animal, we go outside as though the answer to shifting into a better emotional state does not exist within you. And I think this is the problem area, if we're going to label anything as problematic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And when we bring these things outside, and especially when you're talking about death, when you bring a heavy subject like death to somebody else, and we are thought that we have to hear others and we have to support others. And of course, that's that's what you want to do. We are natural harmonizers. We want to harmonize with everybody in, um, in our um, communities. But you get to choose how you support these people, how you go into this situation. And, and like I said, if you have nothing to give, how are you supporting anyone? So it's, it, it might sound cold that you say that I need to be in a really big space and loving space before I can support anyone who's telling me about death, but that's quite the opposite. You have to take care of your own energy first so that then you can, you can, um, offer something to someone else. And, and I think death as a um, topic is, is funny in the sense that if it was anything else, let's say that you're, you're breaking up on a, on a relationship and you go and tell your friends that, you know, we broke up, what do they tell you? Usually the first thing is they, they say, let's do something to take your mind off of it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. When somebody dies, nobody ever tells you that. True. Nobody ever tells you that. 
you nobody tells you that let's do something to take your mind off of it. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to talk about the what happened and let's talk about this more and more. And unfortunately, that's not that's not helping. I'm not saying that the the feelings are wrong. They're not none of that is wrong. It is how you approach this issue. And I think that there's a there's a distinction and it's a a very fine distinction to make. But mm-hmm. I I believe so strongly that this is one of the biggest gaps in the spiritual and personal development space that has not been properly addressed is when we hear that kind of message that that you just said, Ula, it, it can lead people to think that they cannot be around that kind of emotional space, that, mm-hmm. that they can't communicate to the person if their cup is not full, that they can't be supportive if they're not in high vibe mode. And, and I don't agree with that. I actually think that the, the fine the finessed part of this is when you develop a practice, a way of being that is rooted in knowing that you are your own, what's the word I'm looking for? You are your own generator of your own energy. Mm-hmm. All your energy that will create your life experience starts with you. And you have continually practiced a lot of the principles that we've talked about in this podcast, day in and day out, not just in these big moments. When somebody is hurting, you can sit and be a witness with them. You mm-hmm. And here's my belief. You can actually fully empathize with them, but it does not take away from your energetic reservoir. You can hold space for them and engage in healthy dialogue about the loss. And and again, thinking about my background, especially with trauma, it is important for people that experience a trauma, a traumatic loss to talk about it because there's a story that's being formed in that moment. And through support of a professional, they can talk it in a way that doesn't assign blame, judgment, all that kind of stuff, right? But Holding space for someone doesn't mean you're giving your energy away to them and replacing it with with their energy to feel like you are fully there for them. Mm -hmm. And I, I again, I think it's such a fine distinction that's super important to make. And you know, to use the metaphor of Jesus, Jesus had all kinds of sick people sitting by him. Mm-hmm. And he was in communion with all of them. He invited people to sit with them, but he wasn't sitting around. We're totally making this up, but I mean, I think it makes sense. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jesus wasn't sitting around being like, oh, I'm so sorry. That's horrible. Oh my God. That's so yeah. terrible. Mm-hmm. Why? And then colluding. There's a difference between colluding mm-hmm. with somebody versus providing your, your heart as support. Yeah, absolutely. And I think also a good um, distinction to make here is that like when I say that you are in the, in the strong energetic space for yourself before you, you support anybody, it doesn't mean that it's bliss bunnies and, and rainbows. That's not it. it. It means that you are secure in your own energy and you are 
even slightly more on the positive side of, and and it's not i don't even like the word positive but you're more on the on on the feels better side and when you're content you are on the side of feeling better like even feeling content in your energy is enough to offer support for somebody else but when you start leaning into getting sad and angry and all that that's when you your energy will be de- depleted not necessarily by somebody else but by yourself because totally. you're just letting go so it doesn't mean that you have to be you know laughing and and being happy and just making jokes no because that's that's not supportive either mm-hmm. but being so content and seeing the other person in that same space and seeing for who they really are the infinite huge energetic being you know sweetie that reminds me that so much of this quote unquote work that we're talking about is is internal. The other person mm-hmm. may not even notice it externally because it's not about what you're yeah. saying. It's about mm-hmm. how you're being. And and the word grounded comes up. When you're so grounded in your own creation of energy within, recognizing that you are your own generator of energy, mm-hmm. then whatever happens around you <clears throat> isn't going to detract from that. So it's, I I really want to emphasize what Ula just said for everybody and, you know, feel free to rewind and re-listen to this part again, because I do believe this is part of what we are filling the gap around, right? This is what we're creating a bridge towards. And because so often, you know, you, if you've been on the personal development path, the spiritual path, self-awareness path, you don't want to fuck your life up. You don't want to do things that are counterproductive. You're trying your best. But again, I think a big a big miss is that when it comes to the how, that doesn't get talked about. That's why Ula and I constantly mm-hmm. go back to how do you do this? What does it look like? And even though a lot of times Ula is like, I don't know. I mean, just be this way. And I'm like, yeah, but we have to break it down. <laughs> this is why Ula and I are a great match together because yeah, yeah. you cannot create that bridge unless you have some examples, right, to, to lay mm-hmm. out in front of you. So mm-hmm. with somebody going through a death, let's continue to use that experience. If you want to step out of that tendency to be the emotional support being for that person, right? And again, you want to help evolve to a place where you no longer uh, collude with that belief that support exists outside of you. What might be ways of responding as a friend to somebody who is experiencing a recent loss? How can I help you? Ooh. It's very simple. Mm-hmm. And it says it all. Mm-hmm. I love that one. I also love, and I'll be curious about how you feel about this one, honey. Um, I love, how's your heart feeling right now? Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? And this yes. is an example of how you can Allow yourself to understand the other person's experience, but not identify with it. So can we do a little role play, honey? Yeah. Okay. So let's, let's do that. So if I'm, if I'm coming to you with a recent loss 
Um, and I'm telling you, Ula, I have some, some bad news to share. I just lost a, a family member. How does your heart feel right now? It's hurting a lot. I just feel like this was so unexpected and my world's completely upside down now. I don't know what to do. This is terrible. So how can I best support you? How can I help you? I, I don't know. I, mean, I just found out and I just wanted to call you because I just got the news. Okay, this is giving, getting a little, <laughs> a little heavy. Um, I don't actually have an answer to that. And I think this is, I don't get, and the thing is that, because I don't, I usually don't get calls like that. And it's, it's. Okay. Well, honey, how about the rest of the 7 billion people on earth that do? <laughs> so I'm glad that this is happening in real time because this is that gap that's there. And here, here are my suggestions. Um, do you want to, do you want to flip it? Role play? Sure. Okay, sure. So, okay. So, I mean, we don't, I don't think we have to do the all the whole thing all over the, again. You're just, now I just told you that, I don't know. I, I, my whole life is upside down and I just heard the news. Yeah. I, I get it. I, having your whole life feel upside down, it leaves you at a complete loss. And I just want you to know that you're not alone. As you wade through these layers, my heart's with yours. And thank you for letting me par be par part of witnessing this with you. And that's why Gladys is the, the author of, of The Good Goodbye. <laughs> well, and this is, this is how we get taught as psychologists to mm -hmm. be able to show understanding and reflective support, harmon harmonize. Mm -hmm. But without feeling a responsibility to take on the work for somebody else. Yeah. Because when you do that, it, it indirectly tells the other person you don't believe in their capacity to do this on their own. But yet this is their own journey to be on. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't right. mean you abandon them. It just means you reflect back what you're hearing from them. It's one of the most – it's called reflective listening. This is a very powerful communication tool is reflecting back what you hear someone says gives them that indication that you understand them. But that's very different than if we were to do another role play, and this is something that I've, I've seen happen. Somebody calls you and tells you, or you call somebody to tell them about a loss, and they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry, what happened? Mm -hmm. And then you tell them what happened. Oh my God, that's so terrible. I'm so sorry, sweetie. Are you devastated? And then they tell you, yes, you're devastated. And you say, oh my God, I really, this is horrible. You know what happened today to me too? This is what happened to me and me and me and me, 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 me. That also happens, right? And, yeah. and then you have provided no support to anybody because you are colluding with that other person in that energetic space of overwhelm and then you're adding your own overwhelm to the bucket mm -hmm. and that doesn't help anybody <laughs> no, right no. so these are just a few examples of how you can start to think about the ways in which you show up to be available for other people 
but not become their emotional support being. Okay. And for you personally, okay, as you navigate challenging moments in your life, how can you start to make room for the knowing that you are your own best emotional support animal? Mm-hmm. And that when you develop that deep, rooted, grounded, way of living that is one where you generate the own energy, your own energy. That's where you actually don't look to other people necessarily to fix things for you, to give you the answers, but rather you might call someone to just be in community with you and to just sit and hold space with you. Mm -hmm. And then when you get asked that question, how can I be of help? you can clearly answer it. Just sit here with me right now. Hold my hand. I haven't eaten in two days. Can you bring me food? Mm -hmm. That you can respond with such deep clarity because you got you. And that's why Gladys is the perfect um, match for me for this this podcast because she just answered... She just answered all the questions that I might have had. And honey, you are such the perfect match for me in this lifetime, not just with this podcast, but in in this life because, and I literally was sitting outside before our podcast and this image came of, Ula, you pop in at these beautiful moments with this high vibration, highly evolved way of existence. And I, and I, I, my hand is very high up right now, you guys, towards the sky. And then, and then you bring these beautiful messages to me and I'm at this earthly still, still letting go and untangling myself from all these ways of being conditioned (laughs) through my life. And then I hear these things with you and I'm like, yeah, but what about trauma? What about this? What about that? And you're not thinking about this. <laughs> and that was the uh, the reactions that I was having before we recorded today. And then the image that I got outside, honey, is you and I continually build these bridges up, 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 up. These bridges that have never existed before so that no longer do people have to feel like this way of existence is some island way out there in utopia that you don't know how the fuck to get to, but you are studying all the books and doing all your right thing. It doesn't have to be that long of a process. And, and this is why you and I are so meant to do this beautiful work of the Lord for this world. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I knew you would sneak that in at some point. (laughs) Work of the Lord. I do oh, it. The good work of the Lord. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. And and you 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 our dear listeners, you can be part of it. <laughs> You're part of it. <laughs> you are. You are part of it. And with that, a big invitation for folks. You know, um, I remember um, some years ago when I was getting ready to write my book, The Good Goodbye. I did some little like focus groups just on how people did navigate through loss and change, and how we showed up for other folks. And one thing I know that people 
struggled with is if you are the friend or you're the family member watching somebody go through loss, how difficult this is. Um, number one, it's difficult for you only because you're identifying with that other person's emotional state. So be mindful of that. You're not their emotional mm-hmm. support animal. Secondly, you can show up for them wonderfully by taking care of your energy first, as Ula mentioned. Okay. But then also one good way to, to be of support to other people is just remembering that your presence alone is a gift. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and that, you know, Ula, you've helped me so much with that too, because you, you, you are with me as I go through everything, but you don't collude with me. And that's been a, a very different space to be in with a friend that that is not going to identify emotionally with me and then sit in your emotional puddle with my emotional puddle. And then we're in a, a lake and we're drowning, right? It's the mm-hmm. it's constantly holding the reminder of who you see me to be in my infiniteness, my, my, my mm-hmm. expansiveness. And that is a beautiful gift for all of you listening that you can give to another person is just hold them in that, that space of so much love and knowing what a beautiful, powerful, infinite being that person is and how they'll get through it. Yeah. And I think it's, it's kind of funny that we see our own infiniteness. That's a word. I like it. We see our own infiniteness most at funerals at celebrations of life, whatever kind of thing you have, because you expect at that point when you are in the funeral, you expect the person who just left, you expect their energy to be there because we want to feel that connection. We, we, we just, we, um, I don't even what the good word would be here. We just, the desire to feel that connection with that dead person is so strong that you allow, at that point, you allow that energy to come to you. And that's why we feel our own energy because then you are connected to the same source that the dead person is. You are connected and you feel that infinite love at the funerals of all the places. Mm. I freaking love that. Oh my God, honey. That's so powerful. And just a beautiful reminder of how once we become best friends with death, that is Mm -hmm. where we really open up our lives to becoming, to having these lives that we dream of. Um, There's, there was something that you said earlier too, you know, and I don't know if you said it on the podcast or, or before to me, honey, but just about how there is no death, there is no death, there is no death. And you just kept repeating it. Tell, tell me more about mm-hmm. that because it just seems so relevant right now. I, well, there is no death. <laughs> Simple as that. There is no death. It's, it's, we very easily slipped into this space of sorrow and, and loss. I mean, the, the heaviness of loss is probably the biggest thing with, with death but there is no death. Because there is no death, there is no death, there is no death. It's all life, 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 life. You change from this flesh and bone thing into back to your energetic being, what you used to be before you came here. 
you never, ever, ever, ever cease to be, ever. There's just, there's no death. And that energetic being that you were before you took on the human aspects that you have right now is you right now. Yes. So that is your untapped potential. That is your magic making mojo. Mm-hmm. It's you, who you are as an infinite being. And we've been so conditioned to detach from that part of ourselves, which is never going to be detached. We just don't, we're not in harmony with that part of us. Um, and Ula, you embody full alignment with with your essence. Who you are is most of the time. right most of the time. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me just clarify that the work never ends. It never ever ends. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> says yeah. says a you know type A perfectionist over here that's just trying to get to the fucking finish line and take her final final exam and pass it with raving raving you know gold stars and then not have to revisit this. But but. You know, with so many times where I've heard that same message that the work never ends, I think the work becomes something different in itself. Uh, I actually Mm -hmm. don't resonate with that word anymore, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing that it's more about constructing, weaving a beautiful, rich emotional tapestry that yes. that allows for what we're here to experience in this earth, which is that contrast, right? Because you've reminded mm-hmm. me, honey, how contrast is how we expand. So with it, though, how we weave becomes smoother. We become more yeah. skilled at it. And so even when we hit these lows, um, even when things shock us or come out of left field, we experience deep loss, we don't over-identify with it so much that it then keeps us knocked on the floor for a long time and then starts to affect you energetically, emotionally. And then Mm -hmm. if you don't address it, the last way it starts to show up is physically. When you're dealing with physical symptoms, physical illness, it's because you have not been tending to yourself energetically and emotionally first. So that's kind of the last attempt of your being saying, mm-hmm. we need you to, to give us some extra love. Yes. And or actually allow that love. Because mm. the love is always there. It's always there. It's always available. You just have to allow it. And stop being so afraid to live. I think that's a, another big thing that people are so afraid of this debt that doesn't exist and they stop living because everything becomes scary and everything becomes these ugly what ifs. And there's another episode you can go back to season one and find the episode that that's not how what ifs work. So, because there's no death, there's no death, there's no death. So stop being afraid of it. Yay, honey, to that reminder. I absolutely love that. Hooray, hooray, hooray. And for all of you listening, this is why we do what we do and we do it together because this is life-changing work. This is the work that can take on a whole different resonance and and actually allow for stupid, easy, fun magic to come your way on your command. Do we feel complete? For today? 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Feels super complete. And I can't wait to f- find out what our next episode is going to be about. I know. That's another thing. We should do an episode, how we do the episode. Oh, we should. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that would be amazing. Okay, that sounds like fun. That's yes. cool. <laughs> All right. So until next week. <laughs> <laughs>